so here we are, December 31st, 2020. Still 2020, yeah. Yeah, today it's still the last day. How has this, uh, this year been for you? Wow, good question. Um, well, we actually both did uh, the annual reflection workshop, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, so one of the things I figured in that workshop, to keep it short, is um, and, and, and in, the, in the annual reflection in general, so with an annual reflection, you basically go through your year and you reflect on certain things that matter to you. Um, and one of the exercises we did is just month by month list all the events of mm. the year. And one kind of one insight that I had is that my year was definitely a lot more intense and chaotic than I thought it was. Um, and I, I usually underestimate it. So usually I'm way? like, if I, if I um, list all the events of my year in total, and I just look at that list, I'm surprised at how m much has happened and changed in all this. Uh, the travel, uh, the, acquire, uh, the acquiring of block boards, relation, starting, ending, uh, an accident where I broke half of my face. Oh, that happened also? Yeah. It was, oh, it like, was this year? It was all this oh, year, man. man. And the list goes on. I was like, holy crap. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot. Oh, you recovered well, I have to say. Yeah. You it's, barely it's, see it. Barely. Yeah, you see the scars here. And there's still like it's still some uh, scar tissue underneath here, and there's just a lot of screws and plates in my face. Nice, a terminator. <laughs> yeah. A terminator, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. But um, yeah, man, uh, it was intense, more intense than I thought, and that sets the intention for next year to have a more boring year, like a more stable, consistent, boring year. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Interesting, because I I think this year, for me, it wasn't boring, but it was very uh, localized. <laughs> at one place in uh, you know in on earth <laughs> the netherlands yeah i've only been away for like two weeks uh, of course you know thanks to covid our big friend oh yeah um so in that sense i do not want to have a more boring year next year of course we have to see what's going to happen right so right now to put it into context we have no clue what's uh, what what next year will look like true and if they will open up things and how that's going to play out um but yeah, that, that's going to be very interesting. Uh, this, this was quite a year for us. Also, we, this, we started this podcast, of course. Again, yeah. Uh, yeah, see, another yeah. thing, yeah. And yeah. and for this podcast also, that's one of the things I relate to wanting a more boring year is to to dive into things like this more. You know, to look back at to 2021 and then say, it's the year that I kind of put my head down, I went into consistency, and I got uh, results that mattered to me over the long run. To look back maybe in five years and say, whoa, 2021, that was a year where I actually didn't, I really didn't do shit. I didn't travel, but I reached all of these milestones for myself just by actually putting in the work and just going, you know, full boring. Uh, and then after that, enjoy it maybe. Yeah. That, that was 2020 for me. Yeah, but you were, you were like. When I, when I, no, when I look at, back at uh, the last maybe 10 years, then 2020 was the year that I really start to, to do shit. Cool. Uh, not really like. Um, oh, you've always done shit, right? Always done shit, but uh, just do st this the self actualization and the podcasting. You know, the, the Microdose Pro uh, thing. Those were things I always, you know, had in my mind. I wanted to do, but just you know, never did. And this year allowed me to, yeah, to just start with that. And cool, man. It was it was a crazy year, um, but one of my um, insights I had from the annual re reflections was that next year I want to achieve more flow states uh, and because uh, that's a nice bridge yeah, yeah very, very much so yeah <laughs> i'm very proud of that <laughs> no but uh, we want to have more i want to have more flow states um and this is something that 
uh, I have been reading about for years now. And it was quite cool to see that you also were into this. Uh, when I met you at Blockport, yeah, yeah, yeah. then uh, you said this last time, uh, we were having a, a chat about, you know, Chick Semihai, the guy who... Uh, who came up with the idea of a flow state? Yeah, and whose name I can't pr- pronounce, still can't, by the way. Yeah. But yeah, that's quite it's quite easy once you get the, the trick. But chick said me hi. Chick yeah. said me hi. That's it. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was quite cool to see that you were also really into this, and that we are both really intrinsically motivated to learn more about flow, to what it is, and to to want to implement really this this attitude in towards you know in our in our lives. Yeah. And yeah, that was, that was, that was interesting. And I, I thought this podcast, of course, that is also why we wanted to do this is that we can then allow ourselves to really dive into a concept like this Mm -hmm. and then to sit down here and check if we, you know, can upgrade each other's knowledge or that we have, you know, a few uh, uh, tips and tricks for each other, that kind of stuff, or that we really can dive deeper into a specific uh, concept. And I want to do that today with flow. Uh, so by no means we are experts in, in flow states. We are just guys that read about it, that try to uh, use tools and uh, techniques to implement more flow into their lives. Yeah. Um, and this is the the intention I want to set for this podcast. Cool. Yeah, I have the same. Uh, yeah, I can definitely align with that intention. Um, it's funny you say it because part of the reason I would want to get more uh, like more boringness in my life in 2021 is exactly also because of flow states. Uh, but to see how I, I can integrate flow states more into my life using the concepts that we can probably discuss and share in this podcast um, and maybe more to come. Um, so yeah, let's, let's do that. I'm, I'm, I'm curious then, first of all, uh, you know, for us, we, we, we we're talking about flow and we want to put it more in, in, you know, in perspective and also integrate it more into our lives. But what, uh, what would be a reason for anyone to want to do that? Like, why is it important to consciously think about flow states in your life rather than just living your life as you're already used to? Yeah, th- that's a, a very good question. And I, I think the, the why aspect of why flow is important, um, that, it, that is a great starting point. I, I remember when I first experienced a flow state. This was a long time ago, but uh, I was, uh, you know, I was drawing. And uh, at one point I realized, hey, five hours have passed and I didn't even realize that, you know, it felt like two minutes. Wow. And I was in such a, a utter state of consciousness and uh, that, that I, that I, when I came out of that, I was, wow, what happened here? I, I, I was, I was away and my, my whole ego was gone, you know? Mm. And for me, just the experience of that feeling, and we can, you know, dive into what it all means later, but like just the experience itself, yeah. the, the, the conscious experience, that for me was something that I thought this, I want to achieve more. And later on, I achieved that in all aspects of my life, you know, in business or in, in working out or in, you know, uh, communicating with people. Uh, I, 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 I found this, this flow thingy to, to be apl- applicable to many things in my life. Oh, yeah. And when I was in that, that was the, just the, the reason to be alive for me. It was just, you, you feel this is why I'm, I'm alive. And one, one big thinker is Stephen Kotler. He's a, a current day flow uh, researcher. Uh, he calls this uh, the concept of a bliss junkie. That is someone who has tasted the, the flow state and now 
wants to this is the optimal state of being and he wants to implement this you know again and again and again right 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 and that that for me is the why so it's a very personal and perhaps even egocentric motive in order to want that but is it is it for you as well would you also say it's the optimal state of being for you yeah okay wow so basically your why is yeah basically to i don't know how, how should you say that like to live the best life with the most happiness possible i guess which is a very common and understandable goal to have uh, but then also uh, sustainable yeah there yeah exactly uh, there are a few things in life that you do in order to achieve thing, other things you know to, to get further to get further along right uh, like work for many people and also for me many, most parts of my work are you know they are exotelic as uh, chick semihai would call it so you have the concept of something that is exotelic so the reward is outside of you right so money or power or fame or whatever you do that because you want to achieve something yeah but then you also have the concept that is called autotelic and that is something that you do for itself you know for the experience itself okay so if i would do my job simply to make money it would be exotelic yeah and if i would do my job simply because i love my my job and yeah. money is a secondary consequence exactly then it would be autotelic. yeah and for me f uh, reaching flow in whatever you do but that is the most purest autotelic experience for me personally so just the experience in itself is enough to to justify why i want to have that yeah yeah that, that does make sense okay so it's a it's a it's basically a goal in and of itself exactly that's it yeah okay well it's, it's, you know why do you want to party or why do you want to read a oh, reading maybe I mean, that, that's not well, well for, i mean for me reading as well yeah i mean of, yeah. of course uh, to, like to really kind of simplify it makes me feel good yeah it's like yeah that's pretty pretty much it yeah so it makes you feel good yeah and in the end it's about things you want to do to, to feel good right yeah, you can yeah, have all yeah. the money in the world, but like, does it really make you feel good if it's only money? Well, that that's a good question. I mean, definitely. Like, and that's, I think that relates to my my personal why. Maybe is we've all seen and 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 felt the short lived experiences of enjoyment, um, getting getting your salary, um, getting a girl's number. You know, the, Bitcoin going up right now. Bitcoin going up. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, that I must admit that's a very exotelic. Oh but certainly, man, that's, that's hyper exotelic. <laughs> yeah, but certainly rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you start to to ask yourself, sure, these these experiences of momentary joy or say pleasure, uh, as as Chik, uh, Chik said, Mihai, Yeah, good. It, it was it was per okay. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Nice pronunciation on point. Um, as he says, you have pleasure and you have enjoyment. And I would say Bitcoin going up, getting a girl's number, uh, having sex for the first time, all of these like in, pretty intense or, or food, for example, they're pleasurable, right? You would say I derive pleasure from those experiences, but they're short lived. Uh, they'll be over. And in most cases, you'll long for that experience again. You'll be like, oh, if, if I only could influence the world around me in such a way that I would get that experience again. Could yeah. like, you know, go back to that restaurant and hopefully get the same thing, meet that person again and hopefully get the same feeling or Bitcoin even going up further. Um, but the thing is, those are, and that, that's always been for me, uh, a, a, like a, a fundamental kind of, kind of bottleneck 
is they are dependent on my environment. I do not have control over them. So essentially, I feel, reflecting on that, feel like a slave. It's it's only that, you know, by chance that the yeah. environment gives me this, that I'm, I can enjoy myself, which is, yeah, it's, it's, it's meh. It's only, it's only so-so. But then when you get into autotelic and flow, then suddenly this world opens where you can, you can theoretically, you can say, okay, it's completely unrelated to how, to like what situations the world will give you. As long as you find a way to make it challenging for yourself and you can formulate whatever happens to you as maybe a, a fun challenge in a way, or um, you can embrace your environment by saying, this super boring job that I have to do, I'm gonna try and do it slightly better every time. So you can kind of you can kind of twist the way you approach the world and you can derive enjoyment from that. But it's not a momentary thing, it's literally every single experience you get, you theoretically have the opportunity to derive pleasure from it if you formulate it properly for yourself. And uh, yes, I'm gonna make like a small stoic jump here. Dude, I was about to say, are you describing stoicism or a flow state? Yeah, that this is, and the cool thing, this is this is beautiful. Yeah. It's it's so similar, right? Like imagine you, you I don't know, you get locked up for, and, and you're not guilty. You can do two things. You can be extremely angry because you're locked up and not guilty, which is pretty fucked up. Or you can say, okay, well, this is a big setback. What is the best thing I can do right now? Well, for, as flow states and stoicism posits, and I believe that there's a, a big and great overlap here, um, you can formulate it in such a way that it's a challenge to deal with it in the best way possible. So you can, what, what do you still have power over? Your body, you can train, you can make yourself fit, you can derive flow from that, you can meditate, you can learn, you can read, if you're lucky in the right prison, I guess. Uh, but all of those things are still within your power. And you can literally, sustainably derive enjoyment from it. It's only within your own mind. Crazy. I, I never really made that connection between huh? stoicism and flow states that like like you do right now. Cool. But is it then, like you say, enjoyment? But is that a flow state? You can derive meaning, okay. But does it help you to get into a flow state, that mindset? Uh, for me personally, I believe so. Uh, it's because there's a struggle phase. Certainly there's a struggle phase to deal with yeah. like adverse consequences. And I would say there's, there's all the other um, aspects of flow. Whereas if I only find a reason for myself to believe that I can derive enjoyment from an experience that is actually a setback, I will challenge myself. I see that there is the opportunity. You know, I can clearly see theoretically I could do it. I could mm -hmm. derive pleasure from or enjoyment from this. And by... Focusing and pushing myself onto that and letting go in the training or in the reading, whatever the, the circumstance is, or breathing, if I feel sad or something like this, then I derive enjoyment from it. And if I, if I link this to what uh, Chiksit Mahai says, then we derive enjoyment. Like flow actually is the, like the best description we have of experiences that give us sustainable enjoyment. Is that his definition? Well, that's, that's like having read the book, that's the conclusion I, I drew. And he, he talks about the difference between pleasure and enjoyment, of course, where he says, uh, this is, actually it is more or less what he says, yes. Um, what, it really, what it really is all about is we become a more complex person, complex in the way that we 
we grow internally, right? So uh, you can also say after flow experiences, you there's something left within you that is still valuable. Whereas if you eat something nice, there's not really, you haven't grown. But you can feel after a flow experience that your kind of your personality or your psyche has grown. Like after a five hour drawing session, like you, uh, like having been through that myself as well when I was young, I definitely felt as if I really achieved or changed or something happened within me. And I think that's enjoyable. And I think the same thing is within our control, within stoicism, like it, 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 in a sustainable way, makes you happier. That, that's what I believe. Yeah, no, I fully agree. And I think that's a really interesting connection that you made. Um, I, I think the why right now, well, like it, it's pretty clear, like, okay, we, we have to, you know, describe why we like flow and what, you know, what we are trying to get out of that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we should also try to give a definition, like what is flow? Yeah. You know, like what do we mean when we talk about flow? And I'm, I'm curious to see what, what your definition of flow really is. Cool. Um, sure. I, I, I do know that you have done a lot of research into what it is neurochemically, which, which is stuff that I haven't researched. So I'm really interested to hear a little bit more about uh, what's behind that. But for, for, for me, uh, how I would define flow. Well, first, first off, I think the most tangible thing to define it as is just by naming experiences that are like flow rich. Um, and I would say that good examples of flow rich experiences are sports, you know, it could be rowing. Uh, so it could be in a group, right? When you, when you have this perfect alignment with, with everyone in the group and you have the same goal, because for example, with, with rowing, you have one person that kind of, uh, they shout and they decide the rhythm of the rowing and everyone has to row at exactly the same time because then you get the, the, uh, the most acceleration. Well, feeling completely in sync with others or when you're dancing with someone, and you feel like this, like you're, you're forgetting your environment. And even maybe you don't even hear the music anymore, but just completely absorbed in the experience. That's flow state. When you're reading and you're forgetting the time flow state, when you're talking to someone and you look at your watch and you're like, crap, I have to go. You were in a flow state. Um, well, drawing is one, uh, writing for many people is one. You, the list can, can go on and go on. I think that, 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 that's a good definition at least. All right, all right. so these are all like examples of when you get into a flow state, Yeah. what flow is. Um, so for me, the, the definition is, is actually quite simple. It's just a state of consciousness in which you have optimal performance and in which your ego completely dissolves. Sure. You become one with whatever task at hand you are doing. Right. And you know, people call it in the zone or, you know, the, the whole peak performance. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that's interesting. Yeah. It all basically comes down to the same thing. And it, that is that, that state of consciousness that's, uh, that you attain in that moment. And that's, I also reread uh, flow from a uh, chick Mihai for this podcast in preparation. And he has one chapter in there where he talks really about consciousness. And I didn't realize this before when I read it a few years back, but the last few years I really, you know, I read a lot about what is consciousness and, and all these, uh, these topics. And he calls it consciousness mastery. And this for me, it's quite interesting because this is purely personal, but I have come to the realization for myself that I think consciousness is the most fundamental layer of reality. This is like, you know, we can go into that uh, a different time. But 
than to have a systematic approach like we discuss in this podcast in order to master your own conscious state in order to achieve flow states that is the most amazing thing that you can do in my opinion if you can control that state yeah and if you can set up your life in order to to be in that state you 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 have become a master of your own consciousness and yeah that, that is that is quite the link i i recently made um, i'm still meditating on this what does it mean and and how how does this translate into my own life right yeah, yeah. i mean it's, it's it's a lifelong journey in a way to try yeah. and try and reach that right i think i think i get you yeah um i think the definition is great like i would say uh, a good example so that chicks Mali gives us this is order and disorder in consciousness yeah where what you're saying is optimal like an optimal state of consciousness is when you get order in consciousness and when you have disorder then you feel things like fear mm, or you feel stress and all of these things those are like that's disorder in, con in, in consciousness and then when you when you deal with the situation with the adversity maybe even um, then you'll you'll end up in a state of order in consciousness yeah where there's like a certain i would say that experiencing flow or feeling flow um, and I, I like the way, by the way, that Chiksa uh, Mahali focuses on um, basically the, he calls it phenomenological, like the, the experience of flow, yeah. rather than a scientific uh, numerical approach to it. And it kind of feels like there's a certain tranquility in flow. It's like this <sighs> kind, of, kind of state of being. Um, and, and, and it's relieving even. Um, and I think, yeah, of course, we, already, we know that, for example... When you focus on something, it turns out that they did research, uh, mentioned in the book as well, that when you ask people that have a, um, a disorder or rather a problem with focusing, then people that have like a, a attention deficit disorder. So they ask these people, try to focus on something, they look at uh, the brain activity, and they do this a similar thing for people that do not have an attention deficit disorder. Turns out that a big difference in, in between these two groups is that when uh, the people that report more flow or like more frequent flow experiences without having an attention deficit disorder, they actually uh, require less energy to concentrate on something than people that have difficulty focusing on one task. Um, turns out that when we get into a flow state, our brain, parts of our brain at least, are uh, the activity in those regions is minimized. Yeah. So it's basically like your your brain is going like in a very minimal way is only activating the regions that are relevant for the task at hand, uh, which you know could be uh, uh, I don't know reading or something like this, and that's why you forget time and your environment and you're just completely absorbed in what you're doing. Yeah. You you are what you're doing. Yeah, the prefrontal cortex get, goes offline right. in big parts. Yeah, that and that's where a lot of, that's like the internal voice kind of aspect, the regulatory. Yeah, the, the ego and time, those are constructed in the prefrontal cortex. Right, yeah. yeah. And that that's, Stephen Kotler had a great analogy about this. He says, uh, time is a network effect. And when a network, when the nodes go down in a network, then the whole network collapses. And you notice probably from, you know, the whole blockchain. Uh, yeah, and computers. It's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So time is constructed in the prefrontal cortex. Parts go offline. Yeah. The whole concept of time starts to dissolve. Same for the ego. Yeah, that's, that's true. Like the, the brain, in essence, uh, seems to be, like experience in general, seems to be like, um, how do you say it, like a curry 
of all the regions in your brain activating in, in a certain harmony. Yeah. Um, and as certain regions are like overactivated or underactivated, we have a different cognitive experience. Um, I think I think more or less that's already what research is showing, right? Like we just certain aspects of our experience in real life are created by regions of our brain. Yeah. So, uh, so one one last thing to mention there is that for people that have trouble, like if you have trouble getting into a flow state, or you know from yourself that you have trouble focusing, then it's probably worthwhile because that's what flow kind of indicates is to uh, use your environment. Um, to minimize the uh, distractions because then you help your brain to deactivate certain regions. So there, I think a really important aspect in flow is, is focus, as in there's like a big overlap between what you experience when you're deeply focused and you're in a flow state. Probably it's like a very big overlap there. And I would say that if you are good or like you become good at getting yourself into a super focused state, then that's probably one of the best ways to integrate flow into your life more. I would say, at least for me personally, that's the case. Um, so using your attention wisely seems to be like, yeah. But this is exactly, again, what Stephen Kotler says. Like, I, I like the guy. I've read a lot of his books. Yeah. And he's, he's done a, yeah, a ton of amazing research. He says, flow follows focus. So ah. just that, that's it, you know, just focus on, on something for you know, a certain amount of time and flow will come. So you have to get yourself in order to focus on something. And it doesn't really matter what it is, but that, that is key of it. That's, that's, that, that's key in the whole experience. Yeah, yeah. So you, would you agree to saying if you, if you learn, and I think that's a nice and big aspect of systematic mastery, if you learn to manage your body and your mind in such a way that you can focus it more at will, yeah. then you'll become a happier person because you... Yeah, I, I think that... that now we are going into the how part of, of like how do you attain flow then True. I, I first want to like just realize add one more thing to the why of flow because uh, to get you, you briefly mentioned i said you know i like the neurochemical part of it yeah i truly enjoy to see what what's happening you know in the brain itself when you enter a flow state yeah and that's amazing because then you see there is this cocktail of neurochemicals being released that otherwise you almost only get when you're high on drugs. And since we are both also, you know, experimenting, uh, uh, <laughs> I would say this is uh, uh, politically correct experimenting. Uh, what are we doing? We're, we're trying to reach other states of consciousness, you know, and yeah, in a flow state, you get this release of serotonin, dopamine, anandamide, endorphins, you know, you, you get all these, these neurochemicals, they are being blasted upon you and the just the whole that that cocktail you get that that is just an amazing feeling yeah so you truly get high as fuck on when you're in flow and yeah this is this is a big why of course yeah. it, it's hyper addictive to get into a flow state very true yeah it's one of the best feelings and what what, what makes it even better is that it, it is it is way more under your control and it's way more sustainable. Like it's not a, nothing external, uh, but it's definitely, I think, uh, and I wonder if you agree, I, I guess you do, is that having tried certain, uh, well, I wouldn't say chemicals, but like, um, yeah, altered states of consciousness, you know, in a myriad of ways. Uh, I, I think also, for example, an ice bath is one of them. Yeah, uh, but, but also, also drugs, of course. And having been through some of those experiences, I can safely say that it, 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 it has helped to 
have experienced consciousness in in such an altered way and in, in a very flow state kind of way for example when you at least when I use psychedelics I'm noticing something similar is happening than when I meditate is I am fully immersed in what I'm seeing instead of the me talking to myself it's a, it's a lot less uh, in, in many cases I am fully immersed in what I'm experiencing because it's just you know so radically different from from the usual way anyways that in and of itself is a flow experience and it, it perfectly kind of highlights um, the purity of a flow experience and and it's it's a good example of, of, of a pure flow experience and and I see a lot of uh, overlap and relation between flow experiences in in daily life like when I'm working and some of the experiences I've had on, on for example psychedelics and, and whatnot so I think it, it helps to get a deeper intuitive feeling for what flow is if you've used certain chemicals yeah um, I would say that, that things like serotonin, so like MDMA, uh, yeah, yeah, you can and, link, and, and also psych like psychedelics are also very oh, shown you, serotonin. You can link well. all these uh, neurochemicals to certain drugs. So right. dopamine, that's cocaine. Yeah. Serotonin, that's MDMA or ecstasy. Yeah. Uh, norepinephrine, that's uh, speed or amphetamine. Right. Uh, anandamides, marijuana, and then you have endorphins. You know, that's uh, morphine or you know painkiller. Oh yeah, yeah. So these are all linked to to certain drugs, and to to get those all at the same time. You know, without then the the, you know, the bad hangover. Yeah. Of course, that that is it's, it's quite intense. But you do. I remember you telling me that you do. You need recovery after. Sure. Maybe you should go because I know that you know these the phases of, of a flow yeah. experience because then you have a recovery after yeah. that as well. Right? Yeah, well, I want to go into that, but first, just to to end that part, I think I realized is that apparently evolution wants us to achieve this state. Why would it reward us in this incredible amount? Yeah, I mean, uh, that that's very true. I, I think uh, I, I've mentioned this before. Like, I see something of a of a link um, between basically this this self awareness that we want to create and uh, and growing our our personality through flow. So it seems to be that we, we can have flow, but we need to get out of it at some point, and then we get back into the raw, like painful reality. But to develop a reason to get into flow. We, we, we need, you need a certain motivation to get into flow, right? If you're completely demotivated, I would say that getting into a rewarding flow state uh, is a lot harder. So intrinsic motivation helps. Turns out that intrinsic motivation is, is also very much related to self-control and self-awareness. And I think there's, there's the human psyche, the fact that we are self-aware, that we know that we exist um, without getting too philosophical <laughs> is pretty weird right i mean it's pretty rad and i think between those two things there's a beautiful relation where we are kind of set and 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 the, the weird thing is like religion also talks about this like the fact that we are self-aware and we are made self-aware was more or less a curse uh, or like a punishment rather typically well we are forced to examine ourselves but thereby by knowing how how we make mistakes and 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 maybe basically how how screwed we are maybe uh, also to develop a very clear vision of who we want to be. And I think that in, its, in and of itself sets us up with this kind of cycle where we become motivated, get into a flow state. We become a more complex human being, as Cesar Mahadi says. So you grow internally and then you become self-aware again, as in you're taking a hard look in the mirror and you see the things you want to change, get into a flow state, become a more complex human being. And I think this cycle is something that we can control. Like we can direct the cycle 
at a certain long-term goal. So we can say, I want to become a scientist. Well, this cycle of self-awareness and self-growth, I'm going to direct it that way Definitely. or another way. Yeah, we can hack this flow state yeah. in order to become better yeah. and to improve and to grow. Sure. So it, it's basically, yeah, I, I'm always, these terms like biohacking and flow hacking, you know, they're, they, they sound pretty cool, but this is kind of what it is. We yeah. are using our own evolution, our own biology, uh, in order to excel. Yeah. Two, one or, well, two things actually I still want to mention before we jump into the, the phases sure. and then the rest of the, uh, the episode is, um, what I, what I recently kind of found out is, uh, first of all, fasting is a great flow enhancer. Like being fasted, trying to focus on something is a, is a big tip for enhancing flow. And also a low, a low carbohydrate uh, diet uh, helps a lot for, for flow state, at least personally. Um, and then another uh, like more psychological thing is we are like our generation, specifically our generation, has so many choices all the time. And linking back to the attention issue, like if you have many things that you need to focus on at the same time, it's hard to get into a flow state. Definitely. So I think it's, it's increasingly important in our generation to become aware of what a flow state is and manage it. Because as we saw, we've also mentioned in the Second Brain podcast, it's important to understand how you can uh, get ahead or at least how you can compete, how you can stay relevant, not because you're otherwise not good enough, but simply because that's the way the world works. Developing yourself is part of the meaning in life. Well, we are pretty screwed in our generation with the fact that we have all these devices and all these small micro responsibilities that we constantly need to be aware of that literally are stealing our willpower and they're stealing our opportunity for experiencing flow. If you have no television, no internet, no mobile, and you're, you're walking in nature, it's pretty darn easy to get into a flow state. I would even say they are stealing our neurochemicals. Yeah, get a dopamine yeah. hit every time you open Instagram. Yeah, they're literally a ping. You get a dopamine hit. You exactly. Know? Yeah, and 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 yeah. I don't want to say it too often, but you're you end up in essence being a slave um, because they are they're controlling indirectly your attention. Yeah, and and I, you know I, I like that everything with you gets back to being a slave. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's <laughs> we are all slaves. Free, uh, free yourself through flow states. But um, I think in essence, you know, it, it is kind of true. You're a slave of your ego and you release your ego. Yeah. And the thing is like, it, it's only natural to want certain things, but it's, it's, I would say that it's, it's important when nowadays you are being bombarded with things you would want to spend your time on to minimize that. Uh, and this is kind of the, called the paradox of choice is on the one hand, we all believe reasonably so that we should increase the amount of choices we have because then the end result is better. If we have a million kinds of phones to choose from, um, then when we are done making that decision, it's quite likely that the phone that we've chosen is the best phone out there for us. On the other hand, the whole experience toward choosing that freaking phone is, is it sucks. It's, it's like not an enjoyable experience. It's way nicer to not have to worry about the phone and actually already be in the situation where you've chosen it and you can relax. You just need communism, one phone. Well, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe you're right. Let's 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 reformulate the whole uh, the whole thesis. Communism rules. Um, well, yeah, in a way, like it's it's the it's the extreme, I would say. But there there's something to it. Oh, like, I, I, the, the I, simplicity there. I agree with that. I think there's a reason. It it is it is for some people 
a an ideal to live in a world like that which i personally might not agree with but it makes sense the simplicity to not have to choose too often is extremely important that's why some people wear the same clothes every day it it helps for enjoyment and flow like me like you yeah you always wear the, the, the black t-shirt yeah it's true and it's <laughs> a good t-shirt i have like 10 at home <laughs> it's, it's, it's great but it does like you can attest then it it, it helps oh, for me why i do it is i don't want to use mental energy in the morning in order to you know choose what i'm going to wear i rather uh, it's an energy efficient motive right but i would i would argue that that's partly related to the flow state yeah definitely oh, <laughs> oh yeah for sure like what gets me out of okay we can go into the how i think right now that, yeah. that's a good thing um what gets me into a flow state is to have a specific structure in life a method a routine in order to achieve that state so in order to understand how a flow state works there are four phases so first you have the the struggle phase and this is the the yeah the hardest part of a flow state you need to use your brain your your mind the power of your you know your your mental capacity in order to to tackle a problem right and this often results in you struggling in order to to get ahead to to get through that state you know you can focus on you're, you know, you're, you're a coder, you code and you, maybe you're stuck with the problem, you're, you, you can't solve it and you're, you're getting frustrated. Yeah. You have to get through that state. And that's why flow is also, it's, it's such a big reward because you have to actually do work. It's not something that you just can get into. True. So the struggle phase is essential. Then the second phase, that is the uh, release phase. And then you let go. Maybe you go for a small walk, you know, you do, you do this often, I know. Yeah. And, uh, by being in nature you release the problem for a while but you get all these insights your lateral thinking starts to uh, starts to go you know get off and yeah this is when you you have an insight hey you know this is how i can solve it and phase three then this second phase allows you to go into phase three that is the flow state itself okay so here is the the the, the optimal performance you know your ego is dissolving you are just coding like like crazy and you you know you feel it you can almost you you are the code itself you, yeah. you're going into it feels good yeah, yeah exactly it, it feels amazing that that is the the autotelic part of it you want to be in that state yeah. and then the fourth uh, phase is just the recovery phase so there is need for a process of recovering of because it's a very of course intense experience and you need to process whatever you've done um and it's good to also to have an, again like some minor physical activity yoga or walk or whatever uh, because this helps you in order to to process the whole experience right you, you cannot go on forever you cannot be in flow 24 7 that that is that, that that's impossible okay it's, it's even impossible to be yeah in... okay interesting yeah i think i think i can attest to that is that at the end of a flow state there's this uh kind of a, a very enjoyable maybe tiredness even uh but it's still it feels good it's like it's similar maybe to having exercise very intensively like endorphins maybe uh, but then needing some rest and then trying to get back into it uh, one thing that i think uh, is really important like when you when you look at these phases making it easier to go through the struggle phase like you know because this you have struggle you have intense struggle and you have like more automated simplified struggle where that is actually a habit and if you can get yourself into the habit of starting with this cycle um, by using uh, triggers around you, like your physical environment. An example that I can give is I have uh, now kind of the regimen of having a one to two hour morning study where I learn something interesting. Um, and now 
what I try to do is I organize my environment to prepare it with triggers for my flow state. Yeah. So when I wake up, first thing I do is I turn on music, um, I take a cold shower, I make coffee, uh, stay fasted, and my book is already on the table from the night before with a pen right next to it. My iPad is ready. It already has the book open. Um, and those things, like seeing that when I walk into the living room, is the trigger I need to kind of semi-automatically sit down and start doing it without having to push myself because it's all already there and not distracting yourself but like only using those triggers in the morning and, and like focusing on those uh, yeah it's, it's a it's a great flow hack Stephen Collar in his uh, latest book the habit of ferocity he calls this automating your flow state hmm. so you are building systems in place what you're doing you, you you are putting your book already there so you're automating the process of getting through that struggle phase right so you are eliminating the the possibility of struggle in there because the biggest part of you know of going to the gym it's not the workout itself it is getting yourself in order to go to the gym absolutely and if you can automate that process like i do the, the day before i uh, the evening i go to bed uh, before i go to the gym i already have all my stuff ready mm. and so i wake up and everything is already there so i don't even have to go through this through this struggle phase it's that's automated and those are small tricks in order to to build your life more around flow yeah yeah i think you can you can um you can integrate flow states into your life by integrating the right habits into your life so there you can, you can integrate habits that are like that are bad bad habits you know like scrolling social media and you can also integrate habits that are literally flow states where you can have triggers like your clothes for the gym or like my book in the morning to get yourself into a flow state more easily. And I think this is what James Clear mentions in Atomic Habits, a really good practical book about habits, um, is you can basically, by making it easy, that's one of the rules that he posits, make it easy for yourself. So remove a lot of the turmoil you go through to trigger yourself to get into that that habit. So instead of waking up and still having to grab your clothes, which on which in its own is already a challenge, it's, it's annoying, you're, you're still groggy from waking up, um, you make it easier for yourself uh, and also for example similarly by living close to a gym you know not having to walk or cycle 30 minutes to a gym helps if you have yeah. a gym five minutes from your house it will help you get into flow states more often and make yeah. you a happier person and that's all just about that struggle phase yeah that, that, that you have to minimize that struggle and also just the the simple act of awareness that hey i'm struggling right now but i will be rewarded if i go through this that helps already to to push yourself through yeah. that state. And there's a neurochemical reason for that even. Like in the past, I think, I don't know exactly until when, but we, uh, common common like common knowledge was more or less dopamine is uh, increased or we, we experience dopamine when we are rewarded. But it's rather the anticipation of reward that already spikes dopamine. And this is also how habits are formed is when you've gone through um, an experience a few times that is rewarding, it could be bad or good, but eventually it ends up being rewarding, then by anticipating that situation, we already get a, a reward. Uh, and that's what triggers this, this whole thing. So that's also why these triggers work, is you see, the, for example, I see the book, I already get a short spike of dopamine by seeing that because I imagine myself being happy and proud after having you know, done my work. You mentioned the term trigger now a few times. I think it's good to uh, go a bit into the concept of a flow trigger yeah. because there are actually 22 defined flow triggers. 
and a flow trigger is just a precondition in order to blast your consciousness into flow. Hmm. So a flow trigger can be clear goals. That's a flow trigger. Or a flow trigger can be novelty or a rich environment. Those are all things that will get you into flow. And it, it's good to, to be aware of your own flow triggers because not everyone is susceptible for the same triggers. Right. So let's say, um, I think the, the, the Flow Genome Project has a uh, flow profile test. Okay. Oh, yeah. I recently did it. Uh, and it, it's just, I think, 10 questions. And you get your flow profile. And then you see, hey, these triggers are probably your triggers. And you can divide those triggers into internal triggers and external triggers. Okay. And it's really good to be aware of those. Um, for me, novelty is a big one. So I thrive when I... Um, I have new input. I gather new. I, I'm in new working in a new environment. You know, so let's say um, I work in the office two days a week. Work at home three days a week. Right now, I do this consciously because I know if I work for five days in the same place, I'm not performing optimally anymore. Right. So, so these are these are tools for you in order to to steer your direction again in towards that flow state. Right. So by understanding your own flow triggers, like yeah. having this self awareness. You can use these as tools exactly. to focus more on what matters to you. Yeah. I'd like to, to kind of consciously direct your attention. And you, you also have like group triggers. So uh, cool. in a sense, the, we, we are having a, we are a group right now. We are having a talk. We are more, more than one person. Right. And one of those triggers is the yes and trigger. This means when you're in a conversation and you want to achieve flow as a group and you want to merge consciousness, then it's beneficial to agree and to stack knowledge on top of that so this is what we're doing right now we're we're giving each other knowledge and yes nice but also this and also that and that helps us to climb that ladder together we're getting into that flow state that would be different if we would full-on have a, a you know a war then it would be more ego and that just to be aware of those triggers that really can help you in order to to get more flow that's it right because you can you can be in a situation you can see like hey i have an opportunity now to create a flow state for both of us by being the yes and uh, initiator. Exactly. But on the other hand, uh, Chishan Mahali also mentions this, is that one of the kind of games of flow, there's four kind of things we can do, uh, activities that we can do to get into flow. One of them is competitiveness as well, like competition. Like, for example, uh, I don't know, row rowing is also a competition. Soccer is a competition. In many cases, we end up, because of the, the chance of winning, you know, that's, that's a perfect, this anticipation of reward is a perfect thing for us to get into a flow state. Um, but there's also something he calls vertigo, which is the, uh, the, the use of altered states of consciousness. Uh, and it can also be drugs, of course, but it can also, for example, be that you uh, turn around a lot and then you get dizzy. You know, this effect is also something that can give you a certain sense of enjoyment. Um, and there's, there's two others. Uh, one of them is uh, mimicry, so uh, mimicking. Um, theater is, is maybe a good example of that um, and like creating environments that are um, simulations more or less experiencing the possible imaginative future or, or situations um, and then uh, gambling uh, basically is also one so and, and, and you can you can kind of extrapolate this to like religion even saying that we believe that there's a certain control over the environment but there's a novelty factor in there we don't have the control but you know we can Think that we can predict certain things that like excitement is also very flow inducing uh, so i think those are all kinds of uh those are those are parts of life also many of the things that you've mentioned by which anyone could use flow to their advantage or create flow for themselves a little bit more 
by directing attention towards that. And I think the last, like maybe strongest points I want to make when it comes to flow and the reason for flow and why you should use all these, all these tactics is your life, like your conscious life is literally nothing more than your attention. Like your attention is your life. Like what you, what you focus on, what you experience in the moment, what you say, what you see, that's your life. That's literally how you'll walk around all the time. If you consciously take control over that, it, it is it is the best way to end up living the life that you want uh, and to not throw anything away. And I think, yeah, to not be a slave, basically. Uh, that is what I meant with the consciousness mastery point. Ah, it's full circle. It's full circle. Yeah. And that's it. We, we are basically just consciousness. Yeah. And whatever we focus on, that's it. Yeah. That's what we are. Yeah. And if we can take control of that, then life will be amazing. Yeah, and it already is because that and that's the fun thing. That in and of itself, taking control of that consciousness and making your life better is flow inducing. So yeah. you, like it even gets better. Like it's the whole it's a perfect kind of equilibrium that is self-reinforcing. That's yeah. Epic. I think. All right. Um I think you have a call in I do. Yeah, I have minutes. to uh, we have to finish it up. Um are there resources you think are relevant? Many resources. Um, just start with if you haven't read it, "Flow" by Chick Mihai. That's the 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 Bible. Yeah, it's a bit old, but it's it's not at all dated. I would say maybe the the scientific research is, but not the the concept. Yeah, it's it's well written as well. It's, it's enjoyable to read it at at, at some yeah. most aspect. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just devour like all the Stephen Collar books, "Rise of Superman," uh, "The Habit of Ferocity," "Stealing Fire." Stealing Fire is yeah. really good. Uh, Jamie Will also has one. Uh, you have then, uh, I found out this blog from this guy. His name is Troy Ersling, and I think he worked with Steven. Cool. Uh, and there are some really interesting things on that. I, I'm not sure, just Google his name, Troy Ersling. Troy Ersling, okay. Um, he, he, he connects all like the neurochemicals to drugs, and he said, like, tell me your favorite drug, and I will tell you what, you know, what flow triggers you have, all these, these cool uh, connections. And this one is yours, actually. It, you know, it's here on my uh, my side, but I haven't, I haven't read it. Willpower, uh, I think you recommend this one. Yeah, big recommendation if you want to figure out how to control consciousness and what it means to uh, focus and be tired and how you can create more focus in your life because it's very dependent on your willpower. Like, can you control your own senses? It is not only your uh, genetics. It is literally also what you've eaten before, how you've slept, who you hang around with, what you believe in. It's all related to do you have the energy to control your consciousness to get into flow and this book will teach you a lot about how to manage that great perfect i think that we should end it with this also because you have to go this is really like a flow interrupter yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sorry but for that. what i want to do next time is i want to dive uh, into your day like how does your day look like in order to see hey what are the specific flow tactics here that's you know, a good idea dive deeper into the, the actual strategies yeah it's like a, but it's also a nice reflection like yeah exactly. can we improve there uh, and what kind of flow breakers do we introduce in our day because i know i have some um yeah the only book i still want to mention actually is uh, atomic habits um from james clear i think it, it's it's short it's practical in how you can integrate habits more into your life if you're also very interested in in more like the theory about around ha uh, habits um it's also older but it's uh, uh the, it's yeah it's a good book the power of habit um by uh by duhig and i think i think that's it i think those are all and you have the flow genome project of course i'm gonna look that up yeah um, sweet all right cool awesome, man. man see you thank you